Welcome to It Just Makes Sense, a podcast by two easily distracted, higher educated, former lovers that explores all of the unpopular opinions, conspiracy theories, and cult leaders that make you want to scream, It It Just just Makes Sense. sense. I'm Sam Smith. And I'm Jeff Seifert. And this week, it has a Halloween theme. It does. What are we I want to do like, what's that that noise? And they were like, oh yeah. That was from Halloween, right? I don't know. I've never seen them. None of them? None of them. I don't like wow. scary movies. Yeah, that's Halloween. And it's a real whodunit. It is. Yeah. So I feel like this one might not be as long because it's not solved yet. So there's still a lot to explore, you know? Well, why don't you just give me the deets and we'll go from there. All right. Most of the information from this case was taken from Unsolved.com, Murderpedia, and Wikipedia. Murderpedia? How come yeah. I've never heard of that? It's not very good. Oh. <laughs> sorry guys i realized that i might hold the microphone just a little close to my mouth when i'm editing because my laughs are real loud i love it it was halloween in 2001 when cindy song was excited to be going out with her two girlfriends stacy pock and lisa kim i love all of these names it sounds like a sitcom (laughs) cindy kim Susie pock i know right stacy pock get it right or pay the price that was pretty damn close so they're going to dance the night away and drink their faces off at Players Nightclub. That was a bar in Niagara Falls that I used to go to. I know. When I heard that, I was like, hey. Right across from the casino. Oh, my gosh. Cindy had created a Halloween costume for her night out, a cute bunny outfit that she fashioned out of a fitted T-shirt with a little rabbit on it, a tennis skirt with a fluffy cotton towel, and, high knee- and knee-high boots. Complimented by bunny ears and some luxurious fake eyelashes. Hey. She was looking good. She was the slutty bunny for sure. Yeah, 100% for sure. What's the craziest Halloween costume you've ever had? I don't think I've ever worn anything crazy. I wore I, I wore my mom's nightgown and went downtown as an old granny one year. Yeah. I dressed as Elton John when I was in really good, one. Really good shape. Oh, wore, that was a good one. I wore a lady size six pants. Oh, my God. Stuck right to my ass. Hot pink. Yeah, I don't think I had anything crazy. In seventh grade, I went as a box of Chinese food, and my mom painted my face like a geisha. And looking back... Yeah, that's not good. No, and I handed out free fortune cookies. We're probably going to have to edit that out. Why? I don't know. That's fine. I mean, there's no photographic evidence. Prove it. And then... I'll never forget in grad school when I thought I looked so cute as a Christmas tree. When I walked Uh... into the Halloween party, someone was like... Typical and rolled their eyes and walked away. I thought it was good. Me too. That Wasn't was, that such that a cute costume? Back during the moments of our fling. When I was like, hey, Jeff, let's go hang out hey. in Halloween. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about your other problematic costume? No. Okay, guys. I went as me and my husband went as Peter Pan and Peter Pan Shadow. She. It- so. My whole body had to be black. Because she was the including shadow. Including my face. But people misinterpreted it. It wasn't good. Not great. I didn't even think about it at first. Not great. No. So then the next night I wore like a mask. Yeah. And it looked better. Better call. Yeah. My bad. Way to learn from your actions. Proud of you. Oh my gosh. I was just problematic left and right. So anywho, Cindy grew up in South Korea, but left when she was 15 to live with her aunt and uncle in Virginia. 
Coming from a strict household in Korea, Cindy was enjoying her newfound freedom in America, as well as just being in a college away from any adults. I loved being in college. The girls were out until 2 a.m. Mind you, this was on a Wednesday night, so these ladies were wild. Party hardy. I could never. And then they stopped at a friend's house to play video games for a few hours and arrived home at 4 a.m. Absolutely not. I'd be dead asleep. You never stayed out that late ever in grad school or anything? Absolutely not. Even in like undergrad, me and my friends, we would go, we would pregame at like 9 a.m. Home by, I was, I always left, or you. sorry, 9 p.m. I always left wherever we were by like 11 in bed by 11.15. Really? Done. That's so funny. Then I'd get up at like 8 a.m. and go for a run. I just can't, I can't hang. I can't huh. hang. It's not my thing. However, this past weekend in Atlantic City, I was up till 2 a.m. It's fine. That's pretty impressive at I 35. I know. So Stacy waved goodbye to Cindy and after she dropped her off at her apartment. This is the last time Stacy or anyone else would ever see Cindy again. <gasps> there was no body, no crime scene, and no actual crime. There's nothing. It's like Cindy vanished into thin air. Really? Mm-hmm. While Cindy had been known to be super independent and super spontaneous, she was also really hardworking, responsible, and dependable. She was an art major at Penn State and worked two jobs while also achieving high grades. So running off on a whim and like not telling anyone where she was going was not Not something. Yeah, it's not something she would do. Yeah, I don't think that's like what most people would do, unless you're Brian Laundry. Just disappear. You know, or just like. Yeah, like run off to go to California for like three weeks and not tell anyone. No, when like you not. have a job in school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the afternoon hours of Thursday, November first, two thousand one, Cindy Song's roommate Catherine arrives back from an extended trip to visit family in Philadelphia. News reports from the time quote her saying she had expected to see Cindy at home as they planned to catch up before going out with friends the following night. But Catherine came home to find an empty house with the door locked from the outside. So she figured. So like it wasn't locked from the it was locked from the outside, not the inside. How can you tell the difference? I guess I could tell if the deadbolt's on, it's from the inside. And if it's just like in, in my house, if I lock the door from the outside, I can only lock the lock. I can't lock the deadbolt. Okay. Do you know what I'm saying? So there had to be something that yeah, made it. Something that you could tell. Because like my house, you wouldn't be able to tell. Oh, there's really? There's no way you could tell yeah. if it was, because there's only one lock. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, that's what they said. Unless it was pretty typical that maybe she put the chain on or yeah, something. Yeah, or something. Like yeah. So she figures Cindy had gone out for a bit and would be back soon because the outside lock was on. Okay. So it's like she left the house. But two and a half days pass. Like she doesn't... Re- she doesn't think to report it before that. Two and a half days pass, and Cindy doesn't show up for home, class, or work. When um, she misses her Saturday shift at the Seoul Korean Garden restaurant, friends decide it's time to call the police. There's no signs of a struggle in her apartment, but there were a few interesting clues. Like what? They found her fake eyelashes in her bathroom counter, so she must have gone into the apartment. So at, she was there. Yeah. yeah, and taken those off. Her backpack was also in her room, which she had had with her that night, so they knew that she had at least come in and dropped that off. Her bunny outfit was missing, though, so she's she must have left in that outfit. Oh, because it wasn't in the house? Right. 
Okay. And she was wearing, so she was wearing the clothes that she had on that night and her purse and wallet, et cetera, um, that had her driver's license and credit cards were with her too, since they were not found in the apartment. So Cindy's friends reported that it wouldn't have been weird for Cindy to walk over to like the 24 hour convenience store near her house as she would go there a lot late at night after being out to like grab a snack or another drink. Okay. Homegirl after my own heart. She needs a she needs a snack. Always needs a snack. A snack but for like, a snack. My thing is is like if you go inside and you take off your eyelashes, like are you gonna go back out in your Halloween costume? Like I feel like I would have changed. Well, I mean her Halloween costume wasn't like it. No. I mean, it was like just it was like just a tennis a skirt. skirt and a shirt. Yeah, yeah that's like, true. It really wasn't that big a deal. Right. Plus if she was drunk. Right. That's true. Investigators checked her phone records and no calls were made. There was no activity on any of her credit cards, so she didn't buy anything that night. That's weird. So, like, she didn't go end up at the store. They also read her emails and confirmed that there was no suspicious activity there either. Huh. They did find receipts for concert tickets on her computer for a concert that was coming up soon. So it was to them like another sign to the police that she wasn't expecting to run away. Oh, right. Like she had paying plans for, yeah. So volunteers searched the nearby woods, but there was no trace of Cindy. Since it was 2001, there was no GPS tracking available and no social media to check. Like, thank God we made it out alive during this time, honestly. How did we live in those stone ages? 2001, I was a freshman in high school. Yeah. I was think, trying to think when... Sorry, I had I, a cell phone. I did too. But so I there wonder, had to be GPS. But I wonder if like... But was that like... Other than the pings, I don't know oh, if there was GPS. Right. Do you get what I mean? There's no GPS. Sure. I was still printing out map quests until like my freshman year of college. Right. There was GPS, but it wasn't like... Yeah, like it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. it wasn't on everything. Right. Did you know that the creators of MapQuest are UB alumni? I did know that. Yeah. I did know Geography that. Geography majors. Yeah. Makes sense. So anywho, and like there's no social media, which is wild too. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, I didn't have was... Facebook to my freshman year of college. I was going to say, I think it Facebook was around then. No, it didn't come out till 2004. Oh. Are you sure? I'm almost positive. I mean, that timeline probably checks out because yeah. I had it when I first went to college, and that was 2003. I graduated in 2003. That's what I mean. I think it was around like 2003, 2004. 2004. So I don't know if But maybe. it was only like lim- like your school had to participate in it. Right. Correct. Right. Like you had to have an EDU email right. account. Because it was- It was like MySpace was really popular at yeah, this time. Yeah, but that was out before that. Yeah. So that was, that's what I mean. Like, MySpace was like media. huge. Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't check that. Well, hmm. anywho. Maybe she didn't have it. Maybe. Maybe she wasn't a friend of Tom. It's also like kind of nice to think like a lot of my mistakes are not documented. Oh, I know. Could you imagine? And enough of mine are documented. Right. You that's know? what I mean. Like, Jesus, oh, so many drunken pictures. So now also one interesting thing to know is what? that Cindy had broken up with her boyfriend a month before her disappearance. He did it. And her family family members speculated that she might have chosen um, to leave or commit suicide as a result. Really? But her roommate say she was getting over the breakup and was not depressed about it. So why did she buy the concert tickets if she's just going to kill herself? That's what I'm saying. I don't agree with that. So Cindy's family flew in from Seoul and quickly get on the wrong side of investigators. They were allowed access to her apartment and much to the police chagrin cleaned up, possibly destroying evidence. Why did they let them in? Why did they let them in? That was like, on the police I would then. clean it up too if I was the family. Yeah, I would have I would have like gone, gone through stuff. Yeah. I would have looked for shit. Right. Wouldn't just 
not I would want to just left it untouched. Yeah. Cops are dumb. I know. Um, Cindy's family quickly formed an action group with Penn State students and various community groups, the Coalition for the Search for Cindy's Song. On January 31st, three months after Cindy's disappearance, the Coalition held a press conference in which they fiercely criticized the Ferguson Township Police Department for not doing enough to solve the case. They compared the case to that of a local 13-year-old white girl who had gone missing on New Year's Day, pointing out that over 50 FBI agents were tasked with finding the 13-year-old, while Song's case was initially manned by a single investigator and only extended to a team of six state police after public pressure from Penn State's Black Caucus and the Korean Undergrad Students Association. Good for them. That's what I'm saying. It's so true. This is kind of why I wanted to cover it, too, in the shadow, I guess, the realm of after Gabby Petito. Like, we covered that case, and I feel like we should we should also cover ones of other people of color that are missing and need to be found. No, I mean, not to toot our own horn, yeah. but we don't, all of the victims in our stories that we've covered aren't all no. white people. Mm-mm. It's pretty diverse. Actually, it is really pretty diverse. diverse. Yeah. Like, we don't just stick to one genre right. or things like that. I do want to point out that most of the time the mass murderers are white men. I just want to point that out. So, yeah, it's pretty typical, <laughs> right? <laughs> all these serial killers, um, and a seeming retaliation. And why are they always American? Well, why we just we haven't s- really covered any. No, no. no but why cases. are there so many? More? So many. Like, um, because I think that gun control plays a huge part in it. Oh. Uh, hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Second Amendment, baby. Yeah. Just saying. In a seemingly retaliation, the police stopped contacting the family, a decision led by investigator David Brian Sprinkle, or Detective Brian Sprinkle, and claimed um, it was done for Cindy's sake in the case and not the family's. So he added, we pretty much cut the family completely off. (gasps) I mean, they didn't find the daughter and they cut her off? Like, what the fuck? I know. One route the police did take was consulting a California psychic after being approached yes. by the Penn State Paranormal Research Society. Was it Sylvia fucking Brown? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I wish. She's given us a lot of information, but nothing that has been helpful at this time, they admitted the detective, who believed nonetheless by her visions that may turn into something down the road. A few days after Cindy... <laughs> what, a, what a typical thing for a psychic to say. I, it may turn into something down the road. They want to leave their <laughs> options open. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> a few days after Cindy was reported missing, an eyewitness came forward to the police <gasps> and reported that a woman who looked like Cindy was dragged kicking and screaming into a car in Philadelphia's Chinatown district nearly 200 miles away. Oh. The witness said that the woman was forced into the vehicle by a man who yelled at the witness to leave them alone. Wait. Like, wouldn't you interfere or like Uh, try to take a picture of the license plate or something? If someone's kicking and screaming. I would have done something. I would have done something. If it, I mean, broad, was it broad daylight? Was it dark? No matter what time it was. However, investigators said that the witness's story changed several times and they've been unable to verify her statements. Now, did the woman just, did this witness, this witness said the person resembled or did they know this? this how no, was, they just said it looked like Cindy. Oh. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, how do they know her from 200 miles away? Right. Well, probably from pictures on the news and stuff. Oh, right. You know? Saw it on TV yeah. or maybe the interwebs. Yeah. On dialogue, because I'm sure, and and I don't 
maybe mean the- to say this to sound insensitive, maybe it was a bigger deal in Chinatown. So people were made aware of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it sounds insensitive. Yeah. Because it's a missing Korean student. Like yeah. it's probably an Asian just yeah, an yeah. Asian student, sure. Right. So investigators said that the witness's story changed several times. Um, authorities are continuing to attempt to identify the man allegedly seen by the woman. He is described as having an olive or light brown complexion with medium length hair. Okay. So now this, let's fast forward to 2003. Now remember, this happened in 2001. Okay. A bank robber and serial killer, Hugo Selensky, was brought in as a suspect in Cindy's disappearance. Hugo Selensky. What a name. Selensky. Because an informant told police that Selensky had abducted a woman with his accomplice, Mike Karwaski, who was a pharmacist who also ran an illegal drug ring. Paul Weekly, the informant, claimed that the pair saw Song walking in her costume mistook her for a prostitute and took her back to Selensky's place uh, where she was imprisoned in a vault, assaulted numerous times over the course of a few days Jesus. and left to die. Here's my thing though. Okay. I understand if you mistook her for a prostitute, either way, why are you treating anyone like that? Like, why does that make that? Okay. Well, they thought she was a prostitute. So <laughs> you're going to take like, I, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I don't think that that was the point. I don't that's how I took it as, and I was offended. I don't think that was the point. I, I think you, you were just saying that may, maybe there were more, maybe there was more to it. Like they picked up other prostitutes. Yeah. They're, well, people are always more apt to go after like someone who Vulnerable doesn't have, people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And who they don't think have ties. Like sure. no one's going to look for that. Right. Still, I was enraged. Because you want to know what? Sex workers have feelings too. They matter too. God. So police swarmed Selinsky's house and made a grisly discovery. What did they find? The charred remains of at least five bodies. No shit. So this tip-off had led police to a serial killer and a mass graveyard. By the time Selinsky's yard was properly excavated, the number of bodies had risen to 12. Wow. Cindy's body was not among those found in the yard. No? Mm-mm. Oh. However, the body of Michael Kirkowski and his girlfriend, Tammy Fassett, were there, both of whom were assumed to have been on the run, were found among the remains. Uh, so his partner, like that partner in crime, partner in crime, killed him to shut him up. Right. So Linsky's lawyers refuted that he had any knowledge of Cindy's song, providing witness statements that proved he was hundreds of miles from the assumed site of Song's abduction, and his alibi seemed watertight. And this is where Weekly's story quickly fell apart. He quickly claimed that Selinsky murdered Kirkowski and his girlfriend Tammy because he had kept Song's bunny ears as a souvenir of the murder, which angered Selinsky. It soon became apparent that the killing was motivated by money. $60,000 that Kirkowski had hidden in his house. Weekly later admitted to participating in the murders of Kirkowski and Fassett, disclosing that he also received a cut of the money from tipping Selinsky off about the stash. There's so much into this. So he told them that the money was there and he killed them to get the money. Mm -hmm. Got it. Investigators soon turned their attention towards towards the informant. 
A search of Weekly's computer found that he had downloaded numerous articles about Song and police reasoned he may have been studying the details of her murder in order to offer false evidence to the police in exchange for a reduced sentence. Uh. A more chilling theory also arose. Perhaps Weekly was the actual murderer. Keeping press clippings as a souvenir and using his knowledge of Solinsky's mass graveyard as a convenient red herring for his own actions. Oh, hide it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but if like... If he did know about it, why wouldn't he have just dump the body there? Right. Like, like if yeah. he was just if he if he was gonna right. like that would have been an easy way to hide the yeah. body. Yeah. That's true. Hmm. Hmm. Weekly was serving a life sentence and faced the death penalty. He had many reasons to lie about the circumstances of Song's disappearance. Nevertheless, without any evidence, Weekly's involvement in the murder of Song was also discounted. This month marks twenty one years since Cindy disappeared into the night. Paul Weekly and Hugo Solinsky are both serving life sentences for unrelated murders, and everyone close to Song at the time of her disappearance has been ruled out as a suspect. Neither one of them admit- admitted to it? Mm-mm. Huh. And they don't have any evidence to prove that it happened. Oh, oh right. Because right. she didn't like leave anything yeah. anywhere. They didn't find no. anything at any of the seams or search for her. Mm-mm. Huh. The sighting in Philadelphia has long been discounted as... Um, as, and the suggestions that she took her own life were discounted or that she ran away. Media in the case has dwindled to nothing while the case remains, remains open with a frustrating lack of leads. There's no body, no physical evidence, no witnesses, and no active suspects. They definitely need to get the psychic back. I wonder, the psychic too, left like it sometimes in these, I'm like, was she trafficked? Is oh, she trafficked? Right? And she's still alive somewhere. Yeah. But, like, don't you think you would? I always think... For people who are, and I guess this is very false thinking. I need to learn more into human trafficking. But like, don't you think you would have seen a video of her somewhere or a photo of her? Like in a, I don't know. Yeah. But if, say for example, like, I mean, if she's across the country or something like that. And by, I mean, now it's 18 years later. Yeah, I know. I mean, 21 years later. That's what it said. This month marks 21 years since Song disappeared into the night. It can't be based on the timeline that you... 2001, 20 years. Oh. Oh, I was thinking 2003, 2004. Oh, but that was... Yeah. Getting a little confused here. I'm like, I actually used a calculator to figure that out. (laughs) (laughs) She was counting on her fingers. Guys, don't let her fool you. Yeah, that... uh, You know what I mean? So so they just have no leads. They have nothing. It's like more Murray. Oh, yeah. It's like wild. It's so weird. Did you see that they found skeletal remains in an area close to where Maury disappeared? Oh. They said they won't know where more Murray disappeared. Oh, really? They said that they won't know for another at least three months if the remains are even male or female. Well, because they're old. I mean, they're so deteriorated. It's so deteriorated. And they found that other Asian woman. Well, they found remains that they think are that other Asian woman that went missing in the same area as Gabby Petito. Oh, really? Yeah. She was in her 30s, and she went missing, and they found... No, she was in California. Yeah. Not Wyoming or wherever that right. was. But yeah, they found remains, and they suspect that, are, that they're hers. And I, um, I'm like, well, if they didn't test them... I guess if it, the body's not that deteriorated. Right. You, know they know, you could tell. Yeah. It's just so why... Or if they have, like, dental records or something. But, like, with Cindy, like, where did she go? Or, like... Could she have like got been so drunk that she like fell somewhere and just died? But don't you think they would have found her remains? Yeah, they definitely. Somebody would have called the 
ambulance, the police, something. Well, she was like on the side of the road walking to the store and fell. No one saw her. She's in a ditch. And then her body just deteriorated. Yeah. Disappeared. Right. No, they would have found remains by now. They would have found bones. They would have found something. Didn't seem like a lot of people were out there looking. There's one detective on the case. True. But somebody would have found remains. Someone definitely took her and did something to her. Oh, I agree. I agree that. Do you think it was any of these guys? The Zelensky character? Yeah. No. I think he had an easy out to, yeah. p- to blame it on the other guy. Right. I think if he did, like he could have just disposed of the body there and then he wouldn't have gone to jail for it. But I also, I, and I also think, doesn't, isn't it usually like a lot of the times when they're uh, already in jail for another murder for the rest of their life, they'll admit to other ones. Right. Yeah. So like, I think they would have come, they would have. Or he would have just admitted it. Yeah, that it happened. Yeah. Do you think it was the boyfriend? No. No, me either. I think it's someone random. I think they would have looked harder if it was the boyfriend. I think they would have eventually caught him. Yeah. Where is she? I don't know. Things I need to know. Maybe. I always wanted to be a private investigator. Let's do it. I don't have the energy or the these time. days or the time. I have a chiropractor's appointment on Wednesday at five. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, where do you think she where disappeared? Where do you think to? she disappeared to? Do you think she ran and off? Like, and or like was it something where they're kind of onto that where like some maybe it wasn't these guys, but someone else thought that because the way she was dressed that she was like a prostitute or something and then it was like a sex thing gone wrong. Did they traffic her? Did she run away? I don't think she ran away. Sadly, we'll never know. We'll never know. That's well, we weird. might. But Maybe I, d- I doubt it at this point. It's not like a high-profile case. Yeah, I feel so bad for the family. Like you never know what happened. It is sad. Ugh, my heart. At least like with John Bonet, something like that. Like they have the body. They know. Like they could put right. it to rest. They just don't know what happened. Like they don't even have the body. But they have no idea. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No clue. It's so crazy. All right, guys, let us know what you think. Go into the Facebook discussion group. It just makes sense podcast discussion group and hit us up. Let us know. Let us know if we should cover another missing case. And then you can always follow us on Instagram at it just makes sense podcast. We will always post when the new episodes drop and when chit chat comes out. You can follow me at WW Sam and the Buff. You can follow the podcast on TikTok at it just makes sense pod. And you can follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Steve one F and Jeff. Bye. Bye.